0: oh Ooh, resonance there
1: goodbye miles miles has decided to leave right as we recorded
0: yeah mad mad hit record and maybe some secret kick miles, miles was like oh you'll oh, oh, oh. be back soon yeah it's a... oh i'm, scary. I'm scared. Uh, he's, he's back he's I'm connecting to audio Christ. don't hey. cut this it's solid oh
2: code. You know ooh, you know where it says recording in scary progress? Scary podcast says,
0: is scary. Ooh, there's
2: ooh. two buttons. There's one that says, cool, I'm okay with recording in progress.
0: And one that says no. the other button says, fuck this, I'm out. Is this like that ooh. meme where there's a guy who's sweating bullets and he has like the one button choice? <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, my God. All right. Sorry about that. All right. Well, that is that is perfect we start we had a good resonant hello and then we waited yeah. for you and talked about welcome to the podcast yeah for, <laughs> hello everyone yeah for everyone welcome who to always life. strikes last yeah you've made it this far through an extended jazzy and spicy intro so you deserve a medal stay a while listen exactly <laughs> I,
2: i'm deckard kane <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Good to be
0: back on the podcast train. Indeed, absolutely. Yeah. Feels like new year, you know. Dusting the uh, cobwebs off the mental gears after holiday stuff. We already recorded one episode, but I still feel like we're getting back in the speed of things here. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't think like we're not off cadence or anything, right? But no, no, we're 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 on. I on feel partner. off cadence. Yeah, you I know? feel
1: like. We're just stretching, you know.
2: Getting, yeah. getting in the new socks,
1: gotta wear wear them in a little bit, then exactly. wear the new shoes in, you know. It's a new it's year. True. New shoes. You know,
2: Matt, is that a new uh skull and crossbones coffee mug we got there?
1: No, I've had this thing for looks actually years now. But Can I you buy I, it
2: on our merch store on Redbubble? <laughs> That would
1: be cool if you could,
2: but then I'd be stealing
0: somebody else's design. Yeah, no, no,
2: no.
0: um, that's true. Luckily, the skull and crossbones isn't like copyrighted but anyway. <laughs>
1: My apartment is literally turning into that one art studio that has like 400 coffee cups. You know that oh, art studio? Mm-hmm. It's good. It's um, a good one. Yeah, all of which will have weird little sayings on them that don't really mean much to anybody, which is Thanks. pretty funny. And then there's that one corn red, you know, uh, Games Workshop cup that for some reason I was like, oh yeah, I have to
2: buy this. Nice. it's you just the it's just the Pantone square, and it's it's what it's corn red.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just
2: Games Work. It's like Citadel
1: miniatures corn red. It's like, you know, looking back at that, that isn't even a fun design. And it's literally you just know, spelling out the name <laughs> of a color.
0: It, wait, it actually is from Games Workshop and it says corn red. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's oh just my God. it's just red. That's that's the whole mug. You, you... Yeah. Did it come like as a as one of a potential like full paint range flexible set, one for each paint range, and each mug is fifty dollars? Because <laughs> no, I think I went
1: out of my way to get it, which is even worse.
0: Nice. <laughs> I I, well, I mean, I guess I guess speaking of Games Workshop branded stuff, I'm I occasionally go that way. I'm actually wearing the Games Workshop Daughters of Kane sweater. Very nice. Right yeah, it has um. There's some witch elves fighting some demonettes, and the funny thing is, like, I don't just just wear this to Warhammer events. I kind of wear it in real life, and then every once in a while, I'll realize, oh yeah, this is kind of a spicy thing to be wearing to my work meeting or to my yeah. daycare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you
2: go, Matt went and oh.
0: fetched
1: the corn red mug. It's- yeah, for- <laughs> so literal people can't see this, but it's literally just one of those mugs that you get at like a uh, mall kiosk where they can't even like print up higher than the the oh, lid yeah. or anything and they're just mm-hmm. like yep cool like- we're gonna slap some color on this and then um charge probably <laughs> like 70
0: bucks or whatever i paid for it high quality I- merchandise there
2: yeah. yeah i don't i don't want to make this a pod like uh we're not gonna be one of those those podcasts where we just like bash gw all the time but their merch game leaves something to be desired oh
1: man i don't know they're i uh, kimmy got me the uh squig socks uh, oh nice! Uh, they like, still haven't come, <laughs> so I don't know if that's the different type of bashing that we do for yeah, yeah. workshop. Like but, um, every
2: once in awesome. a while, they make something that's like pure gold, but then mm-hmm. you like look at their t-shirt range and like I'm like I even play some of these armies and these t-shirts suck.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 true. I, I've had some funny experiences with those. I bought a few of those t-shirts, you know, over the years and. I think it's like a 33% hit rate. Like fits well, good t-shirt. Use like a polyester tri-blend or something that looks comfortable Mm -hmm. and feels comfortable. And most of the time, it's just like the worst material and the sizing, I don't know, just some sort of hobgoblin the hills was used to model this for people and it doesn't fit (laughs) at all.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
1: having done like band merch for years, like it really is a crapshoot when you're trying to get like good fit shirts, like even Hanes when you're ordering those which are like bottom of the barrel shirts like mm-hmm. you're still never going to get the same cut and so like each of them will always retain the ink differently and if yeah, you yeah, yeah. screen press yourself like it it's a process which i always sure. i feel like i it almost puts me into that um uh, you know like uh too much forgiveness territory when it comes to any, any shirts yeah, yeah but like i think I agree. I feel like they need to kind of step up on some of the merch stuff. Like for those who like the uh the full like sweat outfit that's like a space marine uh suit oh, yeah. or something like good for you, but that's like I don't know, man. Like that I feel like that's their extreme <laughs> of like yeah, we're yeah. going to do something awesome and it's like okay, well that looks like it's it's just folding a lot. That's not very space marine-ish. Yeah, like I,
2: I feel like they have such good IP that would lend itself so well to shirts. Like I got a Reichland Reaver shirt from them Mm -hmm. uh, when the new edition of Blood Bowl came out. And Jack, to your point, it's an awful material and it fits me poorly. But you know, but they did a great job on the logo.
0: That's yeah. the thing, right? I mean, I, I, have, I think uh, maybe, maybe it was the same generation or one removed. I was in Nottingham. I, like, of yeah. course, made myself buy some like uh, souvenirs there, at Warhammer World. So I got like a Nottingham nightmares or something like dark elf shirt, and that is that's the one I think of as like the worst fitting shirt of all time. Is unwearable. Yeah. <laughs> Probably give it to my cat. Uh, uh, but <laughs> you know, though I, I will say to give them some credit, not to be a GW basher. No, one of the gold things I found there was I found some limited edition bugman's mug, which is like hand fired clay exit out there. Still use oh, it. Oh wow. Awesome mug, very distinctive. And you know, that was a that was a goodie. Nice. I mean you know, this, this is addition, not that they don't ever have, you know, pure gold
2: there sometimes.
1: Yeah. You know. I mean, and some of their stuff just doesn't have a good brand, right? Like um you know, some armies just just don't have the best iconography, I would say. Sure. Um, Looking at you, where, but this, yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, Scaven will always win, no matter what. No matter what they print, if you just go and look at the store, you'll want to buy the Scaven stuff. That yeah, seems, that's because it's just that good. Scaven have the best PR team. Rats.
0: All right. Well, guys, <laughs> uh, absence any evidence to the contrary, we are a podcast about the age of Major Sigmar. We didn't have a topic for today. Yeah, goddammit. it! And related <laughs> things. And you know, because right. we do host this podcast about it, we do like games workshop. <laughs> <And> <laughs> let's uh, let's dive into it. Uh, you know, I think that the thing for today is topically. Uh, I will be running an RTT locally here in Massachusetts at the TJ's Cafe store on Sunday. Of January 28th. And of course, anyone come if they want to, if they're around, it'd be a lot of fun. Uh 20 player event. But the topic is how do you run an event as a TO? Because I have never done so before. And this will be a real journey for me. Hopefully it isn't terrible. That's my preamble. <laughs> yeah. No. Um
2: Jack, this is gonna be great. And it's uh it's so much easier and so much harder than you think it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> both. It's very much it sounds both. Sounds like I would expect it to be, hopefully. Yeah, fair enough. It's very much both.
2: Well, Uh, well, that's, I
0: think, uh, that's a fun topic for today, right? So, like, you know, what are the pitfalls? What is easier? What is harder? What should I be avoiding? And also, you know, guys, shamelessly plug how fun it's going to be, too. Don't make just me say it, all of our listeners.
1: (laughs) Oh, I mean, a a tournament in and of itself, by (laughs) definition, is fun. Even a bad tournament is fun, right? Because there's, like, just to get it out of the way, mm-hmm. a bunch of people. We, as a tournament organizer, what you're going to be able to do, provided you're not playing the buy, is you're mm-hmm. going to be able to like watch all those moments that happen in your game that mm-hmm. are like, oh, right. You're going to see that on every table, which is mm-hmm. really fun, actually, um, kind of rewarding yeah. in its own way uh, because you get to see the, you know, the the crux of each game, essentially. Unless you're just like waffling off,
2: which um, you know sometimes you gotta waffle off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: You can't pay attention
2: to the entire time. You're gonna, you're gonna, yeah. If you have to go take some breaks, and
0: you know maybe you brought something to paint or whatever. But uh, that that seems fair. Well, I, I feel like I'm already in the right track because I made the decision with this one to. Not try to like concurrently play in it. A because of the first one, and you know, B because I want to kind of like you know make sure I have that side of the experience, uh, and C because my assistant that day is not going to be very helpful in terms of relaxation. Uh, Little Miss Eve will be along, you know, watching. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, she's going
2: to be great. Yeah, Um, you can have her hand out all the papers. I'm sure she'll be very good at that. Yeah, that'll be good. (laughs) And that's that's I might trust her
1: with that. (laughs) That's the first thing I would recommend. Is print double the amount that you think you're going to need because a, you can use them in the future and B um, people are going to lose them. I don't know how many times I've had, to oh, be like, Oh, <laughs> you don't know how to score. Here you go. Yeah. Oh, uh, take that. Uh, so always, if, if you're setting up a tournament, make sure that you got all your papers uh, ahead of time. Um, it's so just handy is- mm-hmm. handy for all the players there and it's handy for yourself, right? Like if you're running around, doing a bunch of things. Um, you know, it, it's nice to just have something to refer to.
0: Yeah. Uh, See, that's kind of, that's going of be an interesting thing. I may be like thing one for me to keep in mind are already a fruitful result from our discussion here at the podcast. <laughs> is a have papers and maybe think ahead of time of which ones are important to have brought not only singles, <laughs> but duplicates and triplicates with, I mean, I got the player pack written already. It should be posted this nice. afternoon or something by a uh, you know, person helping with it for the shop. But, uh, you know, once that's up and going, yeah, I got to make sure people are, have some instructions in to paint a rubric, maybe there's a score sheet to make their life easier. Uh, sure. I am expecting them to bring their own dice and tokens and everything, but we got terrain, we got tables, we got mats. Nice. We're ready for like the fundamentals.
2: <laughs> so I've been doing this thing, uh, for the for, you know, working with the Irish team, which is, you know, I'm, I've been pushing everybody. My, uh, soapbox is that. Team Ireland needs to not just field a competent team at worlds and at six nations and whatever we also need to be investing in the community and you know building up the Irish uh, AOS community and so as part of that I've been uh, assembling a spreadsheet of every club and every store that I can get my hands on that's in the it's in the country right
0: mm-hmm. and
2: then trying to reach out to them and be like hey what do you need you know, like, I can't give you a whole lot. You know, I'm just one guy. I'm not going to go out and run your tournaments for you. But can I give you packets? Can I give you, like, what do you need? What what do we need to get more people to play AOS in your store or at your club? Mm. Um, so, like, from a very basic standpoint, you need four to six friends. Uh, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. That
0: seems seems fun. To you, know,
2: uh, <laughs> you know, to play a three-round event, uh, you need four to six friends. Uh, if you have four, you can do it like a, a round robin where everybody plays each other once and then you just, you know, do a score evaluation. And if you want to do a bracket, you need six. Uh, eight is better. Um, three rounds are fun because it takes all day and you feel exhausted at the end. Um, otherwise, I don't know why we do three three rounds. Four would be tough to do in a day, very much. Do uh, it I know
1: some, yeah. some places have done it, but not very fun matt
2: Matt, here's a question how uh how long are your rounds
1: so i've so this is something that i i um i as a to have been trying to a enforce and b i'm just a little bit tired with as a player i know Mm -hmm. part of my experience as a player bleeds into my toing um i Rounds now are going 2.30, and that's kind of what people expect. Sure. Um, which is why we have that, um, uh, bu- 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 the tournament timer that we have up on the YouTube channel mm-hmm. um, is at 2.30 uh, because most people are expecting to see that. Yeah. Um, I think that's too short, and I think people need less time to make their decisions uh, so they can make them on the fly. Um, I would love Wait, to see... You think it's too long? or Sorry, too mm-hmm. long. Oh. I think uh,
0: I think I need more coffee too. Um, the speaking <laughs> of speaking of that, Matt, and just to not add more confusion to the mix, but I've actually used our tournament timer in this pack as a thing oh. I'm suggesting people to put up on their phone. Oh, very um, nice. and I set the rounds, much as they were ever winter, to three hours, which is also the amount of time in the tournament timer.
1: Oh, see, coffee. <laughs> so that's the that's the setup, which I don't include in game time.
0: Ah, oh, that that's it. Yeah.
1: Uh, so. So generally, around it goes uh, three hours with two hours and thirty minutes as play time. Um, I set the tournament timer to thirty minutes just because uh, you know I want to give people extra time to walk through their list, uh, talk with people, get from table to table,
0: um, and yeah. provide the extra room.
1: Yeah, yeah I think we're need- we're one
0: hundred percent online there. That that's exactly what I was thinking too. But I was thinking as part of the sure game
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah so each round yeah, then uh three hours which i think is a little bit much we could go down to two hours and 30 minutes um you know i i find that when people have more time to think about something they're making better choices and that just i want some chaos you know um, <laughs> yeah, you I'm want the speech Asian as a warhammer <laughs> yeah i want the speech as a warhammer um but the uh no the the Time limits, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's. I think it's more important to make sure that people are aware of where they're at in their round. Because uh, mm-hmm. I know sure. I'll get over invested um, in certain things. My armies, when I play, usually the first turn is the longest turn because of movement shenanigans, ambushes, etc. So that's mm-hmm. the majority of my game. Um, and the rest is really just kind of like um, picking up after those first two turns. <laughs> sure. Uh, so uh, for me, I think it's it's very important to let people know where they're at in game. Um, I make it a point to kind mm-hmm. of go around and give the you're an hour in or you're a half hour in, uh, yeah, yeah. depending on how
0: you know reading the room, right? That's that's a fair thing. Okay. So so that makes sense, and and I think that's probably. Super appreciated for people kind yeah. in their head. is kind of that reminder.
2: It definitely helps to check in, especially with people who you know maybe have not played a tournament uh, or lots of tournaments before. And not only can you tell them how much time they have left, but give them like, "Hey, what round is this? Are you guys on round three yet? Because you guys should yeah. be thinking about round three around now, you know, or whatever." Yeah, um, and it that's, becomes that's even more, an, even which more again important. Uh, goes back to that our sweet YouTube. Time timer tells you what round you should be in, doesn't
1: yeah.
2: it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. And, um, and by all means, <laughs> if if you're using that comment on that, what you want to see next, because like that's the first one. Um, we're doing a couple of others for the people in the Discord, uh, like personalized ones, but, um, you Know if there's other things you want to practice to, by all means, let us know. Yeah. And comment
0: on that, yeah. But, and, but and say if there's something that could make it more useful to you that you just don't see there, you wish it was, present. yeah, yeah. And so, the other
1: thing, the other thing before it. we move out of the time thing, the other thing that's super important that you need to set the precedent on early on, um, because you know it can help keep bad feels from coming in or that you know, after game, me, 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 yeah.
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: is to make sure whether or not you're going to enforce dice down. Um,
0: yes, I was going to ask about that and what you guys were thinking, like, how do you handle that? Like, if if you don't say it, of course, it becomes here But if, if you do, like, how's it <laughs> you guys?
1: I mean, I'm, I've gotten to the point where it's pretty strict. I don't like people to start playing before the round. If they get there early, I don't like people to start playing or to continue playing after the round. I give them the 15 mm-hmm. minutes and it's dice mm-hmm. down, right? Um, and if somebody's still going, they have to talk it out. Um, and that's more because um, if it's a neck and neck game, you know they they took way too long. They don't. They shouldn't get extra privileges. To be 100 honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, Absolutely. But that's me being a little bit harsh because well, a I need to go to lunch, and b yeah. they need to go to lunch, and c when when you're just continually going afterwards whether or not it actually um impacts your game the perception is from other players and from your opponent that it is impacting your game you had extra time to make that choice you had extra time to get that win right um and i don't find that to be a fair um a fair outcome uh perceived or otherwise right sure
2: so um to 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 just sort of go through what the, the the most strictest end of this is uh at six nations you play with chess clocks right mm-hmm. and a, you have an hour and a half per person and the clock starts the second you roll attacker defender you roll attacker defender i pick attacker boom the clock has started
0: does the clock include deployment time the clock includes yes, deployment it does. time. interesting? absolutely okay. yeah.
2: and so um so to your point, Matt, if if the round has gone to time, that means one or both players have run out of their clock, at which point they are only allowed to make defensive rolls.
1: Yep. Yeah. Right? And oh, uh, sorry, go ahead.
2: No, no. Yeah, there's no there's no dispelling spells. There's no rolling attack rolls. You can roll saves and you can roll wards and that's it. Which, ah, which is nice, but you have to enforce the chess, chess clocks on that. Yeah, which... yeah, but but so to the point, to your point, Matt, if someone has gone to the round time, that means both players should only be allowed to make defensive rolls from there on, mm-hmm. in my opinion. You know, no, totally. <laughs> so yeah. like the game is done. No one is doing anything else. You're done.
0: <laughs> I, I think, you <laughs> know, for this one, for sure, because there's sort of like a narrow window between like rounds as well as lunch because we're doing the Sunday. Yeah, uh, you know, that we will be probably a five minute grace period. People are just trying to get a few of the last things done at the end of each round, if they really need it, but then yeah. let you dice down and talk it out, submit the score. Let us continue. <laughs> and Jack, uh, you
2: will know very early in the, in each round, who is going to be the guys going to time. Like it's, yeah. it's, very obvious, pretty fast.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. I'll have to set the expectations, but this is a good thing to have avoided. So I, I think. Absolutely. Number one. But, list.
1: And honestly, to keep it kind of above board for everybody, you can make that five minute grace period, the actual last five minutes of the game, right? Like at the point that you have five minutes left in the game, it's like, look, are you guys going to finish this turn with both of you being able to play?
0: no walk that's through it, it. walk yeah. through it yep yeah. i think that's fair keep keep things tight all right so that's some good stuff um i think uh on the basics we kind of talked about like you know obviously you, you need to make sure you have enough tables and terrain and things like that you mm-hmm. know what else yeah, do you guys uh, have a spicy thing
2: <laughs> absolutely recommend right um eight pieces of terrain per table mm-hmm. two of them should be wildwoods two of them should be small garrisons you know, I'm a big fan of one of every piece, one of every type of uh, effect. Mm. You know, there's one damn, there's one Mystical, there's like just, I mean, which isn't to say, Jack, go out and make a bunch of tokens, but like, uh, I, that's my preferred setup. Obviously rolling forward is also fine.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I've gone to the exact opposite, which is I mirror each side of the table so that yeah. there's no, there's no like shady area of like, oh, that piece of terrain lost me the game. It's like, no, no, you're coming in. You if you want to play in a tournament, and you want to play competitively, you're gonna get the exact mirror on nice. each side. All of my nice. terrain, maps, all of my terrain <laughs> bases, like the area is standardized, yeah. so that mm-hmm. like there's no kind of like, oh, if had I not gotten into my opponent's uh, garrison, you know. Sure. Yada 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 yada. Right? Or yeah. that piece of terrain was bigger than the other. Mm-hmm. I, I like the idea of it. Like, here's your even field. Um, yeah.
2: Good luck. I, <laughs> I do think there's something really interesting about making the terrain predictable, and it's not always, you know, possible. You know, when you're just running a local event. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if there is somebody in your area that you can reach out to that runs events, they might have terrain maps. You know, yeah. and. Um, it's very powerful to know where the trees are going to be on every mission, you know? Um, yeah. And then you can start to really play around them and and leverage them and have the terrain be impactful. Whereas when it's kind of random, it's who knows? Yeah, it can
1: be off kilter um, or just like if people are placing terrain, it can just be like, oh, well, I really don't want that right here. So I'm just going to set this way off to the side where nobody's going to use it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 good food for thought. I've definitely enjoyed that myself in tournament Packs at the the everwinter, you know, had those kind of I think it was the old town throwdowns um map that we've been using, but it was really good. And I mm-hmm. think it's a ethos I might pursue in the future. In this one, uh we're set up mainly due to store constraints, you know, no, local exactly. local events kind of set up it set all the terrain up the night before. No one touches it. I'll let them talk out the rationality nice. of what is what. <laughs>
2: You know, and, and you do need to nest sometimes move the terrain around because, the you know, each piece of terrain
0: has to be three inches from all other pieces. Of terrain. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, they might have a yeah, faction so. terrain, obviously, obviously within reason, you know, but it's, it was one of those things I was considering, was putting the pack together, like, oh, do I go this route or that route? So that's, that's some good food for thought. There's and a I couple even, missions
2: where it's actually hard to get the terrain in, you know, like ice fields, we were practicing that the other day. And because of the ring of objectives, it's such a tight ring. Mm-hmm. Do you put two pieces of objectives, two pieces of terrain in the ring? You can't. Mm-hmm. It's like it's difficult. And then, but if you don't, then it feels like the middle of the board is like this no man's land of you know, like it, it feels like old fantasy
0: of just go fight in the middle. You know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, there's a green field. Good thing we found one. Couldn't possibly fight anywhere else. Not in that mire. Yeah. Not in that close forest. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of which, we should we should divvy up a little time today to the you know, to this particular topic of this old world Warhammer fantasies, it seems to be rear and ugly head. But before we move on to that, let me just plug this tournament one more time, everybody. Oh, absolutely. On. It will be a lot of fun because this venue, TJ's Cafe and Games, is really cool. It's huge. There's more space than you've ever seen, like at a Warhammer club. Great nice. tables, great terrain, you know, really immersive when they're set up right. Um, you're not going to be run over by a bunch of Magic players. You know, everyone has their their zone for what they need. And they actually have a built-in cafe which serves everything from like coffees and ice creams and cakes and cookies to like chicken fingers fries and, and various like lunch items they don't have to go anywhere it's super convenient for playing games so you I have twenty me spots. Chicken fingers yeah I had you a chicken fingers, but uh, <laughs> you yeah know, twenty spots twenty five dollars an entry obviously plenty of prize support you know once we get to the bottom of that so come on by are free and that's Sunday. good practice for uh you know for and Con if it was going to that the following week. <laughs>
1: And before we move on, the last thing I would recommend is if you have access to all the players that are going to be in the tournament, only listen to them half the time, because they will just ask you for everything. But the the thi- the thing you want to be prepared for is yeah. um, make sure that you have as many of the FAQs and questions about rules interactions out of the way beforehand. Um, that way, there's no like find out later. Um, from players about certain roles interactions that maybe didn't go their way, and somebody was convinced it was supposed to be this way, and the other person acquiesced and then came up later. Um, I think the main role of a TO is to try and make all the players feel encouraged about playing their games, right? And then ultimately kind of like setting a stage for awesome, awesome interactions, so.
2: And the good news is, is that the AOS app, they update it so that, you know, the FAQs are built into the rules most of the time or they're easily accessible. You know, if there if there's an actual errata, they'll they'll mm-hmm. change the rule. Um, and yeah, if you do have to make a call, Jack, um, just make a call. Yeah. And don't worry. Like, don't if, if it turns out you were wrong later, don't worry about it. You know, you had to but make like a that's... call at the moment. And that's the thing you're like, wipe your conscience of it you know Sorry, obviously don't King try to make user. bad
0: calls but fair enough i'm gonna take that to heart because i kind of for some reason i was just you know getting ready to do some other thing yesterday and that thought occurred to me and it did make me nervous for a second like what if there's it... some arcane rules interaction i don't have like identically memorized to sure. give the correct answer in the moment too but yeah uh... we're all human i think that's that's a fair assessment <laughs> i think yeah, every i've ever met has gotten it wrong at yeah. least once you know.
1: Yeah, I'll call myself out. On the on the last uh, on Squigmas, uh we had a rules interaction of wards within a whole wholly within range, right? Mm-hmm. And okay uh uh Kongieser was pulling um pulling dryads and got himself right into the range and I had to play by, so I was completely like all over the place. So I gave him the wrong rules, went back, said, Hey man, that was the wrong one. Did it affect your game? He's like no, <laughs> you know, most of the time <laughs> that's going to be what it is. Right. So like, you're human. They're human. We is
0: human. So fair enough. <laughs> well, good stuff, guys. Thanks for the, uh you know, the prep, you know, and the, and the thoughts. And this. hopefully it'll be a, a really good first ASL slash TJ's tournament in the area, you know, good to get one on the map for us over here nice. uh, and yeah, excited about it. No, we're,
2: I'm excited for you. That's uh, that's always fun. And, you know, those local events are so critical to build it. You know, like, you know, if you, in all likelihood, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, you're pri- playing at tournaments or trying to play at tournaments, you're probably a GT fiend like the rest of us. But those one-dayer events are so critical for that yeah. pipeline of I've never played, I've thought about playing, I play at my local store. I play at the GT. Yeah, well, but you, you don't like, jump straight to GT. Not you know, to,
1: to further that, too, like an RTT is a great place to practice, right? Especially yeah. if you have a lot of, a lot of tournaments, uh, a lot of RTTs out there. You can throw out an experimental list where you know you're going to be facing people that may not necessarily be your local group. Sure. And that will actually give you some experience of like, okay, how does this work for that? And it's not going to lower your score too much because if you're using, um, is it a Best Coast Pairings app? You have four of those a year, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to replace a low score. Uh, I th- I hope it's four; otherwise, um, forgetting something could be five. But yeah, if yeah. you go to an right. FRTTs, you can replace your bottom score with that. But it's also again, it's a great place to go in. Play an experimental army. Play yeah, something I, that you think has teeth, but you know you need to test it against somebody that's not knowing the intricacies of how you think, how you work, etc. Um, which is what can happen when you're just playing with a local gaming group or
0: a local opponent. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like an honest look at like how that army is gonna be, but also a little bit less crazy than like the two-day time commitment, and a larger event. You know, it's, it's more of a a good testing graph <laughs> yeah and I'll, I'll pull up the instance for
1: for instance the uh the force <laughs> that you brought the force that you brought to um uh to the last gt uh, oh, Jack, oh
0: are you talking about my chaos hipster force mm-hmm, yes the chaos hipsters been...
1: had you had one day to work out all the kinks
0: you probably would have done a lot better i think you're right i think there were just a couple little micro adjustments coming off of that would have been dial it in more or just just practice just practice on it
1: (laughs) yeah and that's where the RTTs really help you get three games uh three games of practice if you want or you can go in and be that guy
0: (laughs) it's like (laughs) screw this i'm bringing my gtr man i'm coming in i'm gonna stomp stomp." (laughs) (laughs) oh so fun very very true That, that was definitely um no good call out there because, you know, you go and you wing it with something good. You just don't have time to get the things to gel properly yeah. in an environment. That's the right place to make that happen. Yeah, yeah it's competitive, a wonderful but also test. Less intense. Yeah. Yeah. Good on that. Good on that. Well, guys, you got about 10 minutes left. What do we say? We take a little detour to a place that had been forgotten, but Games Workshop has resurrected into a whole new old game, but with it's one that... very <laughs> prevailing that... problem. It's the comic
2: book effect. Nothing can stay dead. That's yeah. The... <laughs> I <think it's>, they've <laughs> yeah. had their time in the coffin. Now they're back. Well, exactly. You know, and with long
0: hair and a weird costume, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now, I'll preface this, you know, listenership, and that we probably will do a separate episode at some point just to talk about the old world in more depth. But we kind of thought it would be a fun, spicy side topic today to speak to specifically one extremely vexing problem with the old world versus... The current new world, I guess, the age of Sigmar, which is round basing which is square bases, and dealing with the fact that no one likes rebasing. How do we avoid this? Because sometimes the same army is present in both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Or you've gone through and rebased all of your Wood Elves, every
0: yeah. single one. Yeah, you're not bringing them back. They're they're wanderers now. Whatever they call them before they discontinued them in Age of Sigmar. Yeah. So, I actually yeah, have rebased of... so they can get squatted. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bit I'm of good news on this Actually.
2: Yeah, um, you do. <laughs> which is that, um, well, and I, I don't want to speak for every army, so we're not gonna do that, but mm. I can speak for dwarfs, which is the one army I looked into. Uh, and all AOS dwarf models, all the all the sort of the old world ones that would be available are currently on 25 circles, right? Mm. And the new bottom of like the new infantry base square base is 25 square.
0: See that's Perfect. that's the kind of thinking I'm talking about. I mean,
2: so well, you can get those little clip-ons, or or you can find a big tray that they all slot into.
0: That's so that's exactly I think the the move. But oh back I'm going to say something. <laughs> so I
1: don't know about you guys, but I still have a ton of magnetized movement trays, mm-hmm. and you know most of the base sizes remaining the same. I'm just going to plop them on there, put some little, like sculpt some corners and just mush it in, use some, uh, uh, what do you call it? Vaseline or like some kind of agent to make sure it doesn't stick to the base. Yeah. yeah. And then I could add, see, uh, yeah, um, and then
2: plop everything in putting in little corner fillers between your models. Yeah. That on. That'd be very cool. That's like, uh, yeah. and that way you still get the freedom of pulling the models and having the, the sort of the the functional space of the movement tray shrink
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and then the additional thing i'm going to do is just get mdf bases because most of my stuff is already magnetized so just Mm -hmm. get mdf bases and take that um corner tray thing even further and then just make little uh, that, nobody that, saw
2: that, that. That made a little hand gesture. Yeah, I made a little. Right. Hand Everybody gesture. at home. Yeah, and a yeah. sound
0: effect. That was that was part of the podcast, That was a hand sound, apparently. But you know, I think my thinking is kind of along those lines too. And it, it, where I was coming down with it is, you know, all the armies I have right now which are mine, and not just Miles was in my basement that I might play. <laughs> you know, um, you, you know, they're round based or they're they're square based. that might be rebased at some points, so like Beastman or or like my Chaos, which is clearly an Age of Sigmar thing. So I'm like, how can I have my cake needed to? And I was kind of going the MDF route. I'm thinking, if you're in that situation, I can't see any reason why I wouldn't just, you know, get printed out all the unit sizes I need with the circle cutouts of the appropriate size, which it's already been rebased. Just put in enough of them to show the representative units standing shoulder to shoulder, however many fit. And then right. I'll have a D20 to say what the actual number of units or models are supposed to be in that. Yeah, break. there you go. Yeah. Count it down. You know, is, there's no reason to make it more complicated. Still great looking, fully painted ranks of models, you know, unit fillers, whatever as might be, you know, but then I can go play Age of Sigmar when I have done my old world game. and I don't have to like have two armies of the same thing.
1: Now, the alternative to that that I've thought about because uh, Will was bringing it up uh, in the discord About Mm -hmm. um about some of the beasts of Chaos bases actually being larger on the squares. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of actually taking some of those movement trays, the magnetized ones that I have, Mm -hmm. um, and then getting the MDF like block for however many, like 10, whatever, Mm -hmm. and then um taking the magnetized one and Putting it up at an angle so that I have the actual uh, area where the two units can connect, but the overhang will still have uh, the um, the area oh, for the larger bases. So I can just kind of like slide in to the uh, slide into the unit and then have it look like they're jumping off a cliff to attack them or something. Oh, like
0: I that. see. So yours is definitely the more modeling intensive and awesome version where it's like dynamic. Yeah, right. read I, that I, is just cool. more work. It's just yeah. more work. <laughs> yeah. That's that's yeah. what it reads really nice. as to me. I'm I'm just imagining like I don't know like the the version of it where, you know, they want to have a unit which is like five wide, but. In a circle basis, they only fit four Y. But it's like, okay, there's 16 rather than 20 in this block, but here's the dice that sells how I many they really are. <laughs> no. yeah. Well, and I imagine
2: once you figure it out once, you will quickly realize like, oh, yeah, this type of block always has six guys you can't see, and then I only have to count to six, and then we're done. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You know? and it's the
0: number in there. You move them from their slottas, and it's great. And, and I think that, you know, not in the past, but right now, unless uh you know I, I'm mispredicting this, people will have a high degree of tolerance for this sort of thing. Because this is not a game where people are coming in fresh and painting up a whole Camry or Bretonian army for the most part. They probably already have an army. Many people already have an army. <laughs> well
1: maybe they've rebased them already and they're sad about <laughs> it. Uh, especially when it comes to Bretonians and a
0: certain
2: Flesh eater courts yeah. army that Miles had. Um, yeah, that's true. I definitely, yeah, painstakingly rebased a bunch of Bretonians to be flesh eater courts. But I think I did the math out, and I think I have a whole two thousand point Bretonian army, not including the stuff that I rebased to flesh eater courts.
0: Nice. <laughs> so, is it because is it also in my basement?
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. Because uh, cool. <laughs> I think the armies, the, the old world armies have shrunk from the 8th ed because they were getting a
0: little bit ridiculous. Yeah, pretty, pretty bloated. Remember the 40 men was like the standard. If you, did, if you had an infantry unit of less than 40 people, what were yeah. you doing? <laughs> I think I was
2: running a block of 60 uh, peasants at one point. That was like my core anvil block with mm-hmm. the, the damsel up front uh, with something that gave him a five up ward. Was it that creepy relic thing they like push around? That was pretty that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, that was a cool thing. I never had that model, but that thing was always like I don't know, it was uh it was always something like I aspired to have. And maybe people yeah. come out with a new one.
0: Like, oh, geez OG's
2: Anestra, that's what that one. <laughs> I can yeah, very much, right?
1: It was like uh just a retelling of that model for mm-hmm. cities. Um I I for one am just extremely happy that uh vampire accounts haven't made it they're like they're not going to get support moving forward
2: interesting because
1: after rebasing 110 skeletons and like 120 zombies i am not going back i don't even care i'm not making movement trades for that they can go like sit in a pile of soul blight grave lords on circle bases
2: (laughs) i'm done not doing that again ever I I think it's you know it's I'm obviously for some people it's going to be a bummer that their favorites, uh you know Warhammer Fantasy Army didn't get didn't make it into the old world didn't make that cut but I'm hoping you know the a lot of the ones that didn't make the cut are like lizard men who have a perfectly good yeah. home now you yeah. know yeah Um, and maybe some of those other factions that didn't make the cut will be finding a new home maybe there'll be new dark elf stuff coming out or new uh i'm trying to remember which other ones didn't make the cut uh chaos dwarfs i heard uh rumors in the wind of uh chaos i would love
0: that oh please please have those made that'd be so much fun (laughs)
2: yeah although now i do finally have a use for that hell cannon miles excellent the thing (laughs) that
0: you could kill a man with that model. That thing is yeah, so-, it's so dangerous. <laughs> it's <laughs> probably been done some tawdry case. Somewhere. <laughs> so dangerous. All right. Well, lots lots to look forward to with it, but at least we have some life hacks to kind of get it on the table without you know having too much of a terrible time or hand wringing.
1: Exactly. Um, yeah, I think like no, all I, things, I, it'll figure itself out, and we'll yeah, just be...
2: enjoy playing the game. Absolutely, I picked up a, a dwarf army box. You know the, the the classic one, the one you're thinking of. Mm. Uh, you're thinking dwarf army box. That's the one uh, from from a guy, Gary, <laughs> really and uh, it's like 1,300 points, just that one box with the nice. new, right? Because it's like hundred infantry. I mean, it's dwarf, so it's all infantry, but it's hundred mm. infantry and two war machines. Nice. And so I'm like sick. I'm like I'm I'm good to go. You know, thousand point game. Sign me up. Don't have to do. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, would be so I, fun. I put the wood elves point together, and I'm like way over
0: five thousand points with them. I'm like way too much. Way too yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, I haven't even done that yet. I plan to with my high elves. They'll be. Uh, they'll be ready. Uh, <laughs> your your nighttime high elves. No, they're just from the edgy community. You know, they're the one that gets the other high elves in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> they're the edge lord high elves. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, which they already were. Let's be honest. Yeah. Oh, it's where are you from? This is Edge Lordern. Pointy ear <laughs> jerks. <laughs> oh, on that nice. note. On
2: that note. Oh. <laughs> oh, we come to a good place. No, I think yeah, uh, <laughs> I think this is a good place thanks to uh everybody for listening uh as always uh like comment subscribe i don't know how you do that on whatever form whatever wherever you're listening to this on you push, but I'm sure you push you the will... buttons yeah exactly push the buttons
0: push the buttons. push um, the buttons spread the word tell your friends tell your mother tell your wife exactly. Tell your relatives get them in the warhammer then have them listen to the podcast join here us on again. patreon do all the fun stuff uh obligatory statement here
1: we appreciate you all Yes, of course. Dang, Dang. when is the last word? (laughs)